Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low-cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Alejandra, Content Marketing Specialist at 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wellness Wednesday with 3W here. I'm your guest host, Alejandra, and I'm here with my lovely coworkers, Lauren and Teresa. Hi. Hello, Hello. ladies. (laughs) Well, this is kind of a fun episode, and we're here to talk about healthy relationships. All three of us are in different stages of relationships and wanting to share our perspectives, as well as some tips from Amherst College and just some fun, open conversation. And so ladies, let's take it away and dive into some of these. How about we say what stage we're all in? Of course. Yes. That's a great idea. Go ahead. You can start. Sure. I am. (laughs) I'm currently dating, dating for a little bit over a year. Yeah. And it's been a fun experience. Yes. (laughs) Love that for you. (laughs) Teresa. I'm single. I have been single my whole life. (laughs) Hopefully some of you can relate. Um, but nope, I, we're not laughing about that. She just said it funny. <laughs> My whole life. <laughs> no, no giggles for singles. We love singles. Yeah, yes. I love that. Yeah. No giggles for singles. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty content with like where I'm at, not really planning on going out and dating. So happy to share my experience with approaching other relationships, maybe outside of dating as yeah. a single person. So yeah. nice. Yeah platonic relationships yeah well, those are he- need to be healthy too exactly. so it's lauren here i am married i got married in september of 2021 so i've been married nine months but i also dated my husband for eight well seven and a half years we've yesterday was our eight year dating That's anniversary right. wow. i still celebrate because i feel like it's like you know we've only been married nine months i want the credit for the eight years i put <laughs> yeah, in <laughs> totally so um we've been together for eight years so i feel like i have wow. a lot of perspectives on dating healthy relationships mm-hmm. i've been through a lot of like stages within one person of a relationship so right. i love talking about healthy relationships i'm excited to dive in totally Yay. well great excited Well, thanks for sharing that. Kind of going into some points, what are three things people often need to actively work on to maintain a healthy relationship? What would you guys say? Like Mm -hmm. some really key points. I'll start. Yeah, you you go. (laughs) Where do I begin? (laughs) So much. I think a first thing is I like to just make the ground of like relationships take work, but they shouldn't be so hard where Mm. it takes away from the joy. I think a lot we hear about is like, Mm. relationships are so hard. Marriage is so hard. Dating is so hard. Yes, it is hard to mesh two lives together and mesh two people who had different upbringings and different backgrounds and different perspectives Mm -hmm. on things. That's hard. But at the end of the day, 
it shouldn't be as hard, like that hard, then maybe it's not the right relationship. Yeah. So I think at the first point, working on yourselves, working on together, building trust and working on expectations for each other is very important. But I like to say that if it's too hard, it might be the person. Mm. Hot take. Whoa. Hot take. Whoa, and I think takes. some people don't think that. I think other, I, I don't think that's like always popular. People think like, mm-hmm. well, it's just, it's, it can be hard. And I think there's seasons of hardness. I'm right. not saying that my relationship has always been perfect. I had a lot of times where I was like, what are we doing here? Are we supposed to be together when we were dating? Mm-hmm. And we had to reevaluate and we had to make a choice that we were going to keep moving forward, even though things were hard. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it should stay hard. Right. You know, those periods of growth are important. Those periods mm-hmm. of growth are necessary because those hardships bring you to the next season. But if you stay hard, it might not be the right relationship. That's a very yeah. good, and a good point. I think we in our culture have been like, it takes works. Things are hard. Like, yes, things are hard, but you should experience joy with your partners. You should experience levity. It should make things mm. lighter. It should make things easier. Like if you think about your life and if you th- are looking back at your relationship or looking back at your time together and if it's more negative than positive, that's telling you something. Mm. Yeah. If your life is getting harder and not easier, that's telling you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had points of Josh and I's relationship where we would we almost broke up a few times from hard seasons we were in. And I would say, yeah, things were hard, but making that choice to go forward was really fruitful. Mm -hmm. So I'm not negating that like, it's not important to go through hard things and things can be hard sometimes, but Mm -hmm. I don't think it should stay hard. Yeah. So that's a big thing for me. You like constantly trudging through this relationship. Like if this person is good for you, then they're ultimately making your life more fulfilling and more joyful rather than, Oh, this is something I have to constantly push through every single day. And I think we see that a lot with friendships because you can be friends with them for so long and nothing actually happens. Like there's no Mm -hmm. big dramatic fight, but it's just a hard relationship. And Mm -hmm. you're like, maybe we're growing in different ways. Yeah. So that it over, I think we talk about this a lot in romantic relationships because you live with that person a lot of times if you're married or, you know, dating and you're always with them. But with friendships too, I've had friendships where I'm like, this isn't easy anymore and this Mm -hmm. isn't fun. As adults, I don't have time for drama. Yeah. I don't have time to time like high school drama where you're like, is she mad at me? Like, no. And I don't think you need to throw out your relationships and be like, you're too hard. I'm not being friends with you. But reevaluate. Maybe I want to distance myself from person, this person. Or maybe I just bring it up that it's like, this is not easy right now. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of tapping off of what you said in, in the sense of those, you know, highs and lows of those tough mm-hmm. seasons and happy times too. The essence of that is communication, I feel. Totally. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, how else are you going <laughs> to work it. through those like ups and downs? Oh, yeah. And sometimes just even communicating in itself is difficult, right? Yes. I, you know, well, for some different of us, communication styles. Exactly. Like some people are more upfront with the way they communicate. Yes. Some people are a little bit more, let's go walk around for a little while. Well, <laughs> cool and down, like, maybe. so much like Josh and I, I'm an external processor. So I process by talking it through <laughs> and Josh is yeah. an internal processor. Oh. So you should see our fights or like our disagreements. I'm talking, 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 and he's literally staring at a wall. And I'm like, are you even listening to me? Are you even <laughs> listening to me? And he's, but he's processing it. Yeah. And then if I, if I just stop talking, I'll get an answer. But I just never stopped talking. (laughs) So he looks at the wall and I think he's like, so, but if I never realized that was his processing style, I would be like, you don't care about me. Right. Bye. Just rather like, yeah, you communicated that. Yeah. And rather than just assume, oh, he's not listening. Yeah. Because if, if he was, if it was my brain, I would be speaking, you know? Mm -hmm. And he, I just has like a 
longer processing time than me. I'm like, I get the information, I reprocess it, it's out <laughs> in the world, you know? Well, and that's probably a, a huge tip for our listeners is like, think about the style that you process things, yeah. right? Mm. Because your communication style, your love languages are huge because you can't process your like you can't put yourself in someone else's shoes if you're not actually going to put yourself in other people's shoes. Exactly. Like yeah. if you're not actually going to think like Teresa's different than me, like if Teresa and I are friends, if mm-hmm. I thought of all of what I said to Teresa in my lens, I would never know what Teresa actually was feeling. Yeah. Me and Teresa are very different. Teresa's introverted. She <laughs> she's, she yes. um, processes things slow. And so I was like, wow, Teresa yeah. just isn't showing me she cares <laughs> because she's not talking to me and she wants to be alone. And if if I did that, it, people would be like, you're mad, Lauren. So. Well, and again, like we're not supposed to be the same, right? Right. We're, I think there's that <laughs> that expectation maybe of like, oh, well, things should go smoothly. And if we're if we like the same music and we like yeah. the same hobbies, <laughs> like that's a it's, check in the box. Teresa, do you have any thoughts on um, that? No, that's really interesting that you brought that up, Lauren, about like how relationships shouldn't be like a constant like really like a sludge (laughs) yeah you know I think just because I uh, have had a lot of experiences with not the best I guess friendships and stuff and so I think what I'm learning now through like therapy is is like putting down boundaries and like it it, for me it's like very much like working really hard to put down boundaries for myself and stuff and so I feel like something that is important in maintaining any sort of healthy relationship is, as you said, Alejandra, communication. Mm-hmm. And with that comes mm-hmm. setting down boundaries exactly. for yourself, yeah. which is so hard for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and it's hard, especially when you've set different boundaries and then going yeah. back. Because boundaries are easy if you make a new friendship and you're like, hey, this is how I roll. Right. But when you've established something and then you're like, um, I want to change that. I never felt comfortable with that and I'm actually going to go back. It's a lot more uncomfortable yeah. and a lot more yeah. um, obvious because mm-hmm. an expectation was set and then you're changing the expectation exactly. versus starting out that way. Yeah. yeah. So with new relationships, I'm sure it's going to be easier for you to be like, hey, hey like, here's this my is, needs. These are my needs. This is what I, yeah. I I need for me to feel like this is like a beneficial relationship mm-hmm. versus somebody you've been friends with for years. And it's like, I'm I, Actually, we're gonna feel yeah. like we need to change this up, and then it's like, whoa, why? You know, yeah, so, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's a really good point. Person's kind of like, what? I thought it was okay this whole time, and you're like, yeah, no. Well, and um, I think it's different because I don't think about boundaries really, mm-hmm. <laughs> like because I probably I don't know why, but like I probably can just. It's I'm an extrovert. I can take. I I get my energy from others. Yeah. I don't need time to recharge. Right. Josh has had to set boundaries with me because he's like, you're smothering me, lady. Like, I need a minute because he's yeah. more introverted. Again, going back to the differences of humans, mm-hmm. you know, we are meant to be in relationship with each other, but we're also meant to understand the differences of others. Yeah. Because I think from a different perspective, I would think that if my friend came to me and said certain boundaries in a different maturity level, I would probably be like, wow, I am too much and mm. I'm this and I'm that. And I'm not yeah. saying that in a sense of you shouldn't set those boundaries. I think boundaries are beautiful, mm-hmm. but I see how other people need to be receptive of those boundaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. some people don't need boundaries like me. I'm mm-hmm. like, love me, see me, hug me, <laughs> do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it all. But yeah. that's not everyone. And I don't think just because I don't need those boundaries doesn't mean they're not beautiful. And really, I do need those boundaries because mm-hmm. I should have boundaries with Josh and not be like, 
um, I want to be with Taylor all the time. When we're home, you can't do your own thing. We need to be together, right? Like, let's say that. Let's say I said that. I could have maybe in my life said that. <laughs> but me getting those boundaries from Josh made our relationship better and made me healthier yeah. and made yeah. me yeah, think of others more that. and made me. But even though I wouldn't do those myself. Right. right. So yeah, boundaries exactly. are very important. Out. Very it important. Kind of, it it taps into this one of the tips from Amherst College. It says keep expectations realistic. Yes. I think mm. that is exactly what we're talking about, right? Totally. It's it's acknowledging the fact that yes, people have boundaries and I think one of the biggest things too is like not taking it personally. No. Right? It's not because about you. It's no, because like what happens <laughs> when that, you know, like a huge explosion can happen. Oh yeah. Huge conversation, huge conflicts. And so it's like looking to the other person as, you know what, I care about you and I want the best for you. And I also need to look at myself and maybe Mm -hmm. something that I need to fix or something that I need to work work through, you know, because what happens when you bring two people together in a relationship, you guys have past experiences, past Mm -hmm. maybe hurts, Mm -hmm. you know, situations that, you know, you went through. So I think that's so important to know that too, which kind of falls into another point from Amherst College where it says, take care of yourself, Mm. right? So we had a podcast from like, I think two years ago talking about self-care, right? (laughs) Self-care, Lauren was on that podcast, did a great job. It's it's so important because what happens? So kind of like what Lauren, you were saying, Josh needs some space, right? To recharge. Yeah. You thrive off of people yeah so like okay knowing that about yourself right Right. so like whoever's listening think about like what makes you recharge and what makes you thrive tap into those things that help you recharge yeah yeah that will help you be better in your relationship right totally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well and going into that i like this question that i wanted to ask and i think about this a lot starting dating someone when i was 16 Mm -hmm. of when you're in a relationship with someone how do you maintain your individual personhood? Yeah. And what is the line between independence and dependence? That's like huge. Yeah. And it's a fine <laughs> line. And I'm going to answer mm-hmm. my own question real quick. I'm going <laughs> to just intro it. So I started mm-hmm. dating Josh when I was 16. He was a little older than me. And if I wasn't dating him, I would be not. I would be dependent on him mm-hmm. because he's a good boundary setter and he's good at being like, I am me. You are hurt. You. We are not one. We are one in marriage, but like we are not one. We are two people coming together. We're not yeah. one blob of a human, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my personality is like not like that. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, I love you. I want to be with you. I'll do whatever. Like mm-hmm. I'm being at sixteen. Hello. I could have easily mm-hmm. been just wrapped into that and not yeah. had my own self, right? Mm-hmm. And so. I think it really is hard to do that. But when you, if you know that by yourself, that you are some maybe a people pleaser, maybe you're someone who just easily uh, likes to be with other people mm-hmm, and gets mm-hmm. just like is has a lot of feelings like I do. Finding someone that is like Teresa, maybe <laughs> who can set boundaries. But really, like because Josh set boundaries of like you're in high school. You need to still develop yourself as a human. You are not, we are not one person. We are our own individuals. I have my own hobbies. You have your friends. Mm-hmm. We have different friend groups. We mm-hmm. have similar friends, but like we have our own individual friends that we hang out with on our own right. was so huge. Because if I had someone not like Josh, more like me probably, I would be in a different spot. And we, Josh and I probably wouldn't be together still because yeah. it would be a toxic relationship mm-hmm. if I became fully engulfed with this person at 16 and never found my own self. Right. Right. 
Right. That's really important. Yeah. Your own identity. Your own identity. Yeah. Well, especially in younger, long-term relationships when you start at a young age. Oh, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. And I think that can be with friendships, too. When you're Mm -hmm. with a friend for a long time, like I have a best friend since we were four, right? I could easily be dependent on her Mm -hmm. because it's like, Mm -hmm. well, we've always been together. It's easy. It's comfortable. Yeah. And I mean, even thinking for like single people, I mean, even for myself, of like if I were to start dating, you know, during this time that I am not in a relationship, building more of that security yes. within mm-hmm. my own self. Because yes. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I know that I'm very much a person who is very affected by other people's opinions of me right. or like just always doing what other people want me to do. Yeah. Gaining more confidence in myself mm-hmm. and yeah, finding the security within myself to know who I am what I want, what are my boundaries, so that if I were to get into a relationship or even just in my friendships or other Mm -hmm. platonic relationships as well, that I'm not constantly dependent on them or I'm not constantly, you know, bending my back over for other people and stuff. I can recognize, you know, where are my boundaries? And I think that's just something that everyone should do is like whatever stage you're in or whatever perspective you hold mm-hmm. Alejandra, like you said from the amherst college article taking mm-hmm. care of yourself yeah mm-hmm. is is a really important part of any relationship yeah. yeah yeah i can say from the dating perspective and coming into it this is not for everyone or it doesn't happen to everyone but cultural differences mm. too those can be very either easy or hard. Mm-hmm. You know, in my case, we're both Hispanic, so it's not as difficult, but they're even there yeah. are mm-hmm. some differences. But kind of tapping into what you mentioned, Lauren, about the styles of communication mm-hmm. when something is hard to talk about. For me, I also talk a lot yeah. and I process a lot through mm-hmm. just verbal communication. I've noticed, and again, this is a tip I took from my therapy of just like taking a few moments to breathe. Yeah. Because I literally, sometimes I'm like, I think if I talk and keep talking and keep talking, yeah, it's, it's just, just going to solve itself and we're going to figure it out. And then my boyfriend's like, well, <laughs> just slow down for a second. And I'm like, wow, I'm literally like, it's like smothering for the other person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. It's I've just done that so, so many op- times. Because <laughs> one of the tips here, cool down before talking. Yeah. You know, oh, just yeah. take a few moments. In, my, in our pre-married <laughs> counseling, she was like, if things are heated, how about someone goes on a walk for five minutes? It's not, yeah. it's not avoiding the problem. It's saying, I'm going to be in the right headspace to talk about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's so important. And I think, you know, as, because the, there are some situations that are not going to solve itself in one conversation. No. Yeah. You know, exactly. and the kind of, I know we're kind of going in a, in a roundabout way, but it's, it's based on these, on these points of yes, that communication, that self-care, that self-awareness mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. of, you Very know, important. what yeah. your capabilities are, but also your limitations, mm-hmm. right? The limitations that you, you recognize, like, you know what? I need five minutes. I still care about you. I still love you, but I just need to take a little bit mm-hmm. of time. That's okay. And you could be coming into a relationship with not knowing how to build boundaries. No. And through that relationship, you start to learn, yeah. you know, together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing is, are both of you willing to go that next step? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally. And I think also not being afraid to say when it's hard for you yeah. mm-hmm. to do something or say something to that person and say, you know what? I'm afraid about this because mm-hmm. I've, I've had certain situations where I, you know, I have had to communicate and say, I'm afraid about this. 
can mm-hmm. we work through it? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's actually given so much more openness to my own process, his own process and being actually free, feel free mm. to say, you know what, we can actually walk through this and I don't mm. have to be afraid yeah. about this yeah. conversation or confrontation or whatever. Yeah, right? I think some people, like if they have some sort of worry or like there's a hardship, can be af- scared to bring it up because they think like, oh, this is going to like ruin everything yeah. or yeah. it's going to make our friendship or relationship more complicated if I bring it up. So might as well not. No, like it deepens intimacy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it does. And trust. Trust. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is huge. Um, and it opens up the conversation for like, oh, this is something that you're going through or you're having a hard time with. Let's talk about it and let's work through it. And hopefully if that person is like a good partner to you or a good friend to you, mm-hmm. they would be receptive of that. And yeah. if they're not, then maybe they're not a very good, you know, partner or friend. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And I think a big thing is um premarital counseling, highly recommend. Mm. Even relationship counseling, recommend. Because yeah. it's not you do not need to go to therapy or counseling or whatever it is because things are going really bad. Right. When mm. Josh and I got engaged and it we could have easily not done it because things are great. We had been through things in the past. We were feeling good. We're not having any issues. Why why would I go to therapy if I don't mm. even have any issues? It's like common people say. Yeah. Right. But it is so valuable to get tips and just like have someone neutral to talk about things mm. with. Mm-hmm. Having someone neutral to ask questions and then it's also cool when you're in premarital counseling or in any like relationship counseling because in your relationship, you're usually asking the questions. And when you can see, especially for someone who's an internal processor like Josh, therapist would ask him questions and I would get like his answer without me having to ask it. Wow. <laughs> because, because usually I ask a question, we have a conversation and I probably talk a lot. And then he says what he feels, but it's not like just him. And it was really mm. cool to see like how he felt and if I ask a question, like if some random therapist is asking a question, he's not going to say, I'm not going to answer that. Yeah. With me, he might be like, I don't want to talk about that right now. Or, mm-hmm. you know, because it's your relationship, you can like say that. But it was really cool to be with a neutral party. And then she yeah. would ask these questions and I'd be like, wow, I'm so happy to hear this about Josh. Yeah. And it like helped us going into things of just like laying the groundwork of like, okay, this is the expectations we have. Going, We went through like workbooks and stuff of like who in your family, like did your mom or dad? comfort you when you were hurt or comfort you when you were sad who like did the cooking who did the cleaning like you literally go through your childhood and then you compare you know because because if josh and i got married and had kids and we did and we're not having kids yet but once we have kids and his expectation was like the mom does this this and this and i was like my dad did that when i grew up what are you talking about mom doing that yeah that can be a conflict once the child's there once you're already in it once emotions are high you're (laughs) You're just had a baby you're stressed if you can talk about that before you're getting married and yes, you're going to probably have a conversation yeah. again and things are going to, it's a it's Change. a fluid conversation. Right. But starting that early where you can get an expectation mm-hmm. of how you want to raise your kids, how you want to set up a home, how you want to have your finances, like that is so impactful. Yeah. And I think you can do that. I think you can do that when you're dating if you're thinking about getting engaged because getting engaged or getting married or moving in together is a big step. Yeah. Because I think when you do that, you're already tying yourself to that person. And while marriage, I think, is the final kind of sign in the document where you're married <laughs> i think there's social constructs around like you're gonna break off an engagement like that's mm-hmm. like people are gonna talk about you people are gonna like be what's wrong you know yeah, and that's amazing yeah. when people can take that strength but i think it's hard oh definitely even dating yeah. eight years it's not like josh and i could break up and just like oh 
It's fine. Like our lives were already intertwined. We weren't married. Sure. We weren't living together. We weren't, you know, we, but mm-hmm. it, even breaking up at eight years, we weren't married would have been hard. Oh, so sure. I think yeah. taking that time to really go into therapy and analyze things is super helpful because yeah. then once you're in the marriage, it feels a lot better to know you went through things once things come up in the marriage and you're fighting and you are quote unquote stuck because you're married mm. and you've signed paperwork and you're legally binded. It feels a lot more real real yeah. and mm-hmm. smothering to be like, what did I do? Mm. And you'll get through it. And all my friends who've done this, done this, have gotten through it and have beautiful relationships, but they had moments in their marriage where they were like, what did I do? And, and again, that was their walk. That's what they were had, they had to deal with. I would say Josh and I don't have that as much because we had that. What are we doing? When Before. We were dating, so. yeah, exactly. And I don't think I don't wouldn't choose one or the other. But I think for us, it was our first year's marriage has been really easy or really like joyful and great because we haven't had when you date for eight years, you really get to know someone. There's oh, no yeah. surprise. You yeah. sift you sift through yeah. a lot. You do. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's everyone's reality. But really, it does make things my first year of marriage might look different than someone else's first year of marriage. Sure. And that's okay. Comparing relationships is bad. Mm-hmm. Not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an important piece. Don't compare. Yeah. Because everyone's mm-hmm. walk is different. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like what we say, everybody's care individually mm-hmm. is unique and different right exactly. on the medical side mm-hmm. on the emotional side yeah. mental side like it's it's all unique unique yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and um, you could find similarities in relationships or similar like oh yeah that's my dynamic with my partner and that's really cool when you can have those like times where you can talk about relationships like we are right now like that's how i experience things that's me and alejandra probably are similar in how we experience our emotions or right. how we process things but at the end of the day, we aren't in the same relationship. Right. While you can relate to your friends and your therapist and whoever, nobody knows your relationship like you know your relationship. Yeah. Nobody yeah. knows what you're in. And I think that can be a blessing and a curse mm. because a blessing is, oh, I have the reality of what our relationship is. But the curse side is people on the outside could see something that's mm. not actually there. Yeah. Right. People would be like, wow, you have such an amazing relationship. Wow. Mm. You have such an amazing partner when he's abusing someone at home. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's a reality. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. taking what people around you say is mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. So, if all the people around you are saying he's a red flag, listen. Mm-hmm. Or they're a lot like yeah. she or he or whoever yeah. is you're you're dating or in a friendship if everyone's saying they make you worse or they make Oof. you unhappy or Yikes. they make you yeah. sad. How about you listen to that? Mm-hmm. But also, if you're in your relationship intimately and you're like, this is abuse or this feels like it's borderline abuse or I'm getting gaslit or whatever, right. take that too. Because just because everyone can see beautifulness on the outside doesn't mean mm. real stuff is happening on the yeah. inside. Yeah, like right. listen to yourself and like your gut feeling. Mm-hmm. And then I would listen mainly to like the perspective of your closest friends yes. and family. People that know um, you intimately, know your, where yeah. you're at. Exactly. And can see your relationship kind of uphold. Because if the person's doing that in front of others, imagine what they're doing when you're alone in two years or in five years or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. And those people, like, especially people who've known you for, like, a long time before you were dating that person. And then sees a change. Yeah, sees Mm -hmm. a change. And then I think even, like, be wary of social media, too, and, like, posting relationships or 
things like that. Because then, you know, if you're in a not so great relationship and you're posting all these happy pictures and then people are like, wow, you guys are such a great couple. You're so cute. That's just going to probably fuel you more to want to yes. stay in that when yeah. you, when a change needs to be made. And that's actually a good point about social media. Not all relationships want to be on social media. Public, yeah. yeah. Like, that's another piece, I think, in the sense of respecting each other's <laughs> maybe privacy yeah. in a certain sense. Like there are some that don't like it. And yeah. mm -hmm. I, I think it's having that conversation of like, well, what is acceptable or what, what is something that you would like or mm -hmm. something that you don't like? Like, again, I think it can fall culturally or just comfort level or like, I don't or like my personality. Life on, yeah. <laughs> on yeah. The worldwide web, yeah. you know? So that's another piece. And I think again, our lives are all on social media. So it's, it's a sense <laughs> of like, having that conversation you know mm -hmm. also if someone's writing giant paragraphs about how much they love their partner oh they're probably not doing that <laughs> like like every every day just be like, like i wow. look what he did for me look what oh my gosh i love them so much it's probably not actually like that so when you see that don't think like well my relationship's not doing that that is a right. tactic of people in unhealthy relationships where they trying like, to overcompensate they're trying to overcompensate and they're trying to show something that's not there mm. and people will literally do things like abusive people i've talked with women who've gotten out of, gotten out of narcissistic relationships mm. and their ex-husbands or ex-boyfriends would literally do things for them so they would post things oh god because it would be like they were pretty much trying to, you know, keep doing the act of like, look how amazing I am. So all yeah. family and friends wouldn't think he was, like uh, he yeah. was actually Whoa, abusive to them. And so, but then the, it, cause he would like, he would see the woman do it once. Oh my gosh, my husband got me flowers. This is yeah. so sweet. And then she would consistently do it because she would get the feedback from others of like, wow, your relationship's right. so amazing and justify I'm in a crappy relationship. Yeah. And then he would be like, gaslighting Whoa, her and abusing her you know crazy. so mm -hmm. just take things with a grain of salt always mm -hmm. i think sweet posts are great i do them but if it's a paragraph of all the amazing things he did for her in the last week he bought me this he got me yeah, this yeah that did are this. more like materialistic Mirata and materialistic not, yeah. not necessarily like about the human who, being who he is yeah and, yeah buying things for you yeah. and stuff like that. That's I just like, think take mm. it for a grain of salt and don't compare your relationship to what you see on the internet because mm -hmm. the internet mm -hmm. is fake. <laughs> people <laughs> Photoshop, people fake things, people yeah. over exaggerate things. I mean, so. or even, I mean, we're all selective of what we post on of social course. media. Sure. Yeah, you're so. going to post the highlight reel. Yeah, I'm sure. not going to post me being sad. All it's the not going to be us like, Josh and I fought last night and he Some didn't do the dishes. Some do that. Okay, I've that's another red flag, though. Like, we fought last night, but we worked through it so hard. I also have a hot take on people who <laughs> who get married, and then two months later, they're like, marriage is the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> he doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. But we love each other. And I'm like, can you <laughs> he not? He didn't flush the toilet for the 10th time this week. But he's my mess. And it's like, oh gosh, can we? he's no, my mess. Yeah, like, I hate people that. do oh, that gosh, though. I've never and it's heard like, it. So on both ends of the spectrum, just take it with a grain of salt and don't get influenced by what people are doing. Because right, it's like, you right. have again, you have to go back to your individual mm -hmm. circumstance and circumstances mm -hmm. and yeah. relationship and person and all the thing factors that play into that. And all these tips are so, you know, take them and see what your relationship is like yeah. right look at just it just think about it different think about yeah it gives you some insights on how to balance your life better to have a better process to be yourself in that process and i think also too just like remembering like 
you know, those joyful times mm-hmm. that you can really, you know, affirm your partner yes. and give mm-hmm. just encouragement because yeah. yes, we know every stage of life is hard. Every relationship can be hard, whether it's family or a romantic relationship. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, where's, where's my comfort level? Where am I, where do I feel the most myself, mm-hmm. um, the most, you kind know, at peace. Exactly. Exactly. I think a good quote is life is hard. Your relationship shouldn't make it harder mm. of like life can be hard. People die. Mm-hmm. People lose jobs. Mm-hmm. People have injuries. People have health issues. Life itself is very hard. We're not promised an easy life. We have a right. hard life, right? right? The relationship can have hard moments, but at the end of the day, it should make it easier. It should lighten Mm. things. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, when I have a hard day and life is hard and work is a lot or whatever, Josh doesn't make it harder. He makes it easier. Mm. Yeah. And I think when you think about your friendships and your relationships, in that lens, generally that should be the case. There's nuances. I get it. There is hard seasons. I've had them. But when you look at the whole scheme of life, and you're thinking about how you feel about your partner or your life or your relationship, it should be on the positive side. And if it's not, evaluate that and be like, why do I feel this way? That's how I feel. And I don't think everyone agrees with that. I I, I would love Mm. to love a conversation about this. Come on our Instagram or TikToks or whatever you're seeing, you know, finding this. I'm not saying what I just said is like the truth necessarily. It's just Mm -hmm. from my perception, that is how I think things should be. And other mm-hmm. people might disagree. Yes. Pick, pick and choose, you know, what, what applies to you yeah. best and Just your... Just what get you thinking. Yeah, your mm-hmm. personality, your individual relationships with other people. Not everything from this applies to every single person. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, ladies, thank you so much for this so fun, fun conversation. Yeah. These good tips. And I hope that our listeners, all of you that are listening, have enjoyed this conversation, can take it, applying it to your relationship or your stage in life hopefully that it was helpful for you so please join us for our next episode next week thank you so much for joining us today and stay tuned for some fun other topics for more information about 3w please visit our website at 3wmedical.org that's the number three the letter w medical.org from there you can learn more about the services we provide book an appointment, or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you liked this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you'll never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, stay healthy and be well.